FM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Five minutes after six o'clock, Hilton Tarrant with you on the Market Update on SAFM this evening. First up, as always, Google it to with your business news. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. The Financial Services Board says it's taking regulatory action against Old Mutual. This is for non-compliance with a directive which sets out the requirements that insurers must comply with when outsourcing an aspect of the insurance business to another person. According to the directive, outsourcing may materially adversely affect an insurer's ability to manage risk and meet regulatory obligations. More on that story is available on moneyweb.co.za. And South Africa's leading indicator of business activity fell for the first time in eight months during the month of March, signaling a weak economic growth trajectory for the months ahead. The indicator provides a guideline for economic growth for at least six to 12 months ahead, and it was released by the Reserve Bank earlier today. Looking at the markets, the JC All Share Index ended up the, has ended the day off up by 1.8% at 41,815 points. The week not doing as good, though. The rand not doing as... Oh, geez, thanks, David. Well, the rand is falling significantly against the major currencies. It's at 9.53 to the US dollar, 14.42 to the pound, and 12.30 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,373 an ounce. A barrel of Brent crude oil at $104 and the platinum price at $1,455 an ounce, Hilton. Thanks, Gugu. David, uh, ran down 1% at the moment, exactly 1% mm. weaker. It's picking up. We'll, um, we'll hear from George Glynos in a couple mm. of minutes' time. But the market, there was no stopping the market today at no, all. No, and it was hard to grasp or understand what drove the market uh, and why there was such a reaction. Um, it, it has to be related to the RAND because there was no other news to, to give the market that kind of a boost. Um, you know, I looked, I was looking all over, are there any stories? Is there something out of China that I've missed? <laughs> Is there something on the global economy? And I, I must say that yesterday, towards the end of the day, we saw quite a bit of buying coming in for the heavyweight, uh, uh, you know, for heavyweight diversified miners. Bulletin was up yesterday, even though the market fell. You would have seen Bulletin was up a half a percent. And there was still interest in Anglos. It fell back towards the end of the day. So today that, you know, followed through and it was Anglos and Bulletin that, that actually led the market higher. I'm talking in the heavyweight division. Um, and then um, most of the other commodities did well. Sassel, um, Kumbo, some of the platinum shares were up. Um, it fed through to our dual listed as well. Look at NASPES. I mean, 3.5% up now at incredibly high levels as well as uh, um, Richmond, 90 Rand, I think. All yeah, driven Richmond, by. Mm, Richmond, mm, 90 Rand a share. Mm. NASPES almost 750. Mm. That was uh, 650 not I'm too long ago. Sure, I know. So if you if you've had those shares in rand terms, you're looking very you know very pretty. I'm not sure what you look like in dollar terms, but uh, <laughs> um, and then you know financials as well. Surprisingly, they rebounded quite sharply. Apart from um, African banks, still continue to face the wrath of investors from from abroad. You know, still everybody is just piling out those shares. They did they did uh, break at the beginning of the uh, of the session, but just fell back towards the end. I think losing just over a percent. Able much stronger this morning at the open yeah. when when volumes mm. were still low. Uh, it shot up five, six, seven percent, which is uh, not too difficult, I guess, when you when you're at about the seventeen rand, sixteen rand level. Uh, but yeah, as you say, ending down one percent on the day against the trend growth point. David down four yeah. percent. It's going to raise two and a half billion rand through issuing new linked units. 
I think that's a dilutory effect mm. as well. Um, you know, the fact that they're issuing that just, just brought them down. Look, it's, it's also, I think it's one segment of the market that has surprised us. Most analysts were very cautious about property shares, and yet they've held their own, um, coming out with increasing uh, returns as well. So I'm not surprised that there is some, you know, some, some small pullback on that. I, I still like property shares. I still think that, you know, given, given a, a small pull like that, pullback like this wouldn't really upset me. What's interesting is they say they will raise 2.5 billion rand. They see 1.2 billion rand's worth of development opportunities mm-hmm. within the existing portfolio. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's acquisition opportunities as well. So interesting that they're giving us some indication of the market. I mean, this is one of the biggest funds in the country, if not the biggest. It is. The biggest. It is the biggest. Uh, with, I think, Redefine. Um, so, look... You've got to go with their track record as well. Mm. I mean, they don't go into developments where they don't make a return. And they've got the kind of returns, they'll get the kind of returns that uh, they've promised on, on general growth point shares. So, um, you know, you've got to support them. You've got to support their history and, and uh, management. I think it's been one of the most consistent seg- segments of them. I'm not a property man. I don't profess to be a property man. But, but I think if you look at their track record, you know, one's got to uh, continue to support them. Roynet, uh, first off results yeah. out, revenue down 7%, headline earnings per share down 14%, a similar business to Altron mm-hmm. if you look at mm-hmm. it, obviously mm-hmm. not uh, the big weighting in a, in a company like Altec, but some some similarities. There is, and uh, it's disappointing, I mean, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's another company that has always given you consistently good earnings, but just uh, taking strain from, from the broader economy, and all segments were down, um, from, from the mobile to the uh, cable side. Uh, just, just uh, you know, 15% is quite, quite hard. They, they, they maintain their dividend, Hilton, which mm. is uh, it's one of the better dividend payers in, in, in the market. You know, and after we've lost Abel, we've got to start looking for new dividend payers. <laughs> so, so the cash returns are quite good. Question in on our SMS line, which is 34701, uh, using the keyword market. So it came in last night. Uh, why is the Elobo shoot, uh, share price rather shooting up? I just did, uh, just had a look here. It's up 24% over the past three months. It's an interesting one. That's a trick question. Mm. I know that most of the operations are outside, you know, and they're probably getting a maybe, maybe there is some RAND uh, benefit there. Um, you know, they've moved, I think, most of their sugar operations outside of the country. So I'm not sure if there's any um, anything was, on that. Just sugar price hasn't been brilliant. Mm. I mean, if you looked at Tongart's uh, uh, results or trading update, uh, sugar was pretty flat, so I, I, it's not one I watch, and I'm struggling to find an answer for it. You know, just trying to think on my feet. I, I, I've just found the Sens announcement. Yeah. Uh, they gave us uh, on which day? A, a week ago, just exactly a week ago, the 13th of May. They gave us profit and dividend announcements of the two subsidiaries, Ilovo Sugar Malawi and Zambia Sugar. Mm. So those are on mm. um, Ilovo's website, and because they are subsidiaries, you could mm. have, I guess, gone into mm. those. Um, gone into those SENS announcements and, and dug around there and seen something that the rest of the market perhaps hasn't seen yet. Yep. <laughs> not, a, not an Ilova favorite. It's not a, not a favorite. It's just one that I haven't, uh, you know, I don't track that closely. Here's an interesting one, and, and we've spoken about this a few times uh, on the SMS line. I've seldom seen a share price drop so quickly, uh, referring to Harmony Gold, 90 rand to 35 rand. And yet we've got gold being imported uh, for refining at, at Rand Refinery and mm. making into Kruger Rands. 
I think this has got a lot more to do with than I, I, ran, uh, yeah, being imported. I, I, I don't think that's got to do with anything. Mm. I just think that uh, there's been a lot of negative news around gold producers. Um, the 90 to 30 has taken a bit of time. It's not, uh, it's not overnight. But, uh, you know, the gold price has come down. There's still a lot of pressure on, on, on the gold price. In fact, it bounced yesterday and then gave back um, a lot of its gains today. If you look at gold, I think it's in the 1360 levels, having been 1390 almost overnight. So sentiments against gold, sentiments against precious metals, and you're just going to have to face up to that. You know, Until the sentiment changes, you're going to find pressure on, on gold mines as well. So the gearing, you know, there's more operational gearing in the gold mines than there is in the gold price. So generally they take more of strain. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. 14 minutes after 6, well, the rand under renewed pressure today, declining for a ninth day in a row. Broke through 9.60 to the dollar this morning. Below, uh, We were below 9 three weeks ago uh, at about the 8.95 level. We've gone from 9 rand to the dollar to 9 rand 50 in just those three weeks, uh, giving us a week, uh, a drop rather, of about 6% across the month so far. Currently at 9.53 against the U.S. dollar. Down 1%. George Glenos, Managing Director and Chief Economist at ETM Analytics, joins us now. George, uh, looking at some of your tweets on Twitter earlier today, you spoke about this being a, a blow-off. Uh, perhaps not quite a, a blow-off. We'll wait till we get to 10 uh, or 11 to the dollar. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's showing signs of, of blow-off. You're quite right. This morning we were fearful that it was starting to gather momentum. Um, and again, uh, yeah, the, the, the main reason blamed or the main reason that was given within the markets was very much uh, some more unrest at the mines, some shots being fired, it turned out to be rubber bullets, the market calmed down again. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think that's the noise in the background. Fundamentally, though, that would be um, misassessing um, uh, the, the the problem. The problem really is that the rand, as it stands right now, is an extremely fragile currency, and it's fragile for a few reasons. But um, ultimately, it's the culmination of policies that South Africa have adopted that has translated into some significant deficits, both on the current account and the budget. And, and ultimately, it leaves the rand extremely vulnerable to bad news. That vulnerability uh, to bad news, especially in the mining sector, we've seen comments from the finance minister, Pravin Gordon, in Parliament today, uh, suggesting that the the situation is is a lot more serious than than the ordinary man on the street, uh, I guess, thinks. It's extremely serious. You know, mining in and of itself uh, makes up less than five percent of GDP. So. Uh, in terms of its contribution to GDP, it's not particularly big, but in terms of its contribution to South African exports, it's absolutely huge. Um, and, and if one just had a look at, at mining generally across all the all the different minerals that, that we mine, um, you're talking about the number well in excess of, of half of all exports. So quite clearly it has a material um, um, effect on the South African economy by virtue of the fact that it determines or plays a large part in determining the kind of trade numbers that we're going to produce and, by definition, uh, the impact it has on the current account. Now, the reason that's important, obviously, um, is, is because the smaller the deficit, the less, we, the less reliant we become on, on foreigners. But at the moment, and, and very recently, only a few months ago, we were posting record um, <clears throat> trade and current account deficits, which, again, uh, speak to that vulnerability.
George, where to from here? How does how does government fix this? Well, I think we need to stop. We, we need to get away from this notion that a weak rand is good for the for, for the country. Uh, it's not born in the data. Um, what, whatever benefit comes from a weak rand is transitory. It's, it's passing. It's fleeting. It gets reflected in uh, the income statements of companies that that are exporting that have the ability to export. Um, but very quickly, soon after that, in, in just a matter of months, what you find is is the, uh, the the prices component of the factors of production just squeeze that profitability right out of the situation. So we need to focus um, on, on fundamentally becoming more productive as an economy, um, structurally uh, changing this economy that we uh, land up producing and being able to compete on a global scale, which is not something South Africa has done particularly well. And that, that implies focusing on on a whole range of, of aspects from um, educating labor all the way through to um, in, improving our infrastructure, reducing regulation, perhaps offering some incentives uh, for, for new business startups and, and exporters, basically get South Africa more productive. That's really the answer to a lot of the economic ills that South Africa faces. Um, but importantly, it would also help South Africa uh, reduce its dependence on, on foreign capital to remain uh, financed. George Glunas is Managing Director and Chief Economist at ETM Analytics. David, the worst performing emerging market currency so far this year, and uh, where it is going to hurt is on the petrol price. We had an mm-hmm. over-recovery mm-hmm. of 60 cents not too mm-hmm. long ago, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, over-recovery was 60 cents a litre. That's rapidly eroding. It will, and because uh, the oil price has held up. It's mm-hmm. still over $100 a barrel. Um, it hasn't shown much weakness, and that's going to come through. And on the other side, as, as George says, you know, you're going to look at the trade account. Uh, uh, metal prices have come down against that. Gold, platinum prices have, have fallen. Um, so one doesn't want to read that. But um, you know, I, I, th- I think this is a very troubled economy. You could hear almost the fear in Pravin Gordon if you read the reports about what he's trying to say. But I wish he'd really come out and say it to his colleagues. You know, there still seems to be such an obsession with transition and empowerment rather than actually getting this economy right. Just read the headlines of the newspapers, you know, of the daily newspapers. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Nineteen and a half minutes after six o'clock. Well, in our Market Commentator Weekly podcast this week, I spoke to Delphine Govender, co-founder and chief investment officer of Perpetua Investment Managers. The transcript and audio is up on MoneyWeb. That's on MoneyWeb.co.za, as well as on our MoneyWeb Talk and MoneyWeb Now apps for iPhone, iPad, as well as BlackBerry and Android devices. We spoke about the idea behind her new uh, investment house, Perpetua. We spoke about value investing. We spoke about the retail sector. We spoke about consumers under pressure, where she's finding value on the JSE. In this highlight, I asked her about her view of the credit retailers and unsecured lenders, given the likes of African Bank and Transaction Capital have been in the news of late. That's obviously been one that's been under the spotlight quite a lot. I mean, the unsecured lending, inverted commerce bubble has been, you know, spoken about for a long time. And interestingly, it's, um, you know, the, the contributors and the, and the players uh, within the space um, are come in different forms. So, as you correctly point out, the, you know, the credit retailers are also absolutely in the space. I guess it just so happens that they, they do have items of clothing but it's, or, or furniture, whatever it is that they, they're offering, um, that is, that is you know, on the other side of the transaction as opposed to just a pure cash advance. 
Um, the banks, the formal banks themselves, have also been operating in this place, and then obviously the entities which themselves have only been created to services like the African banks and the Capitex, etc. So there have been multiple players in a space which has really um, expanded massively over the last um, probably five to ten years. And I guess the interesting thing that is that is probably the divergence in opinion today is whether the concern and whether African banks' announcement of, of um, you know, probably almost two weeks ago now um, about their very significant earnings miss, and I think it, it was it, we shouldn't have been surprised by the market's reaction given how big the miss um, is going to be, was was this miss um, purely a company-related factor or is it something more um, concerning about the sector as a whole? And I think if you think back to the old Unifor and Sambo days, where it really was about the sector as a whole um, and the micro-lending space, as we called it back then. Um, and I think when, the deeper you go into it, I think you have to make the conclusion that you can't do this broad-brush approach and say the whole sector um, is necessary and every player within the sector has to be you know, painted similarly. Um, I think we saw with the African Bank, um, as they came up with more detail, that while there definitely is bad debt pressure across the space, a lot of the factors that have affected their poor performance are quite company-specific. Um, but notwithstanding that, I think you look at the credit furniture retailers um, and their business model, One has it's become clear that that business model over the last decade has is broken and needs to be significantly revisited. Um, I think the, the commercial and the bigger banks are in a far more robust space. Um, their provisions have been much bigger, in, and but also the unsecured lending book is much tinier in relation to their overall overall book. Dolphin, just to close off with uh, the one sector that comes up uh, time and time again when when uh, fund managers and investment professionals are asked about uh, one that offers value on the JSE is, is construction, given given what's happened uh, post-2008. Uh, one need only look at, at some of the value managers who are uh, taking positions in, in certain companies in that sector. Um, Marion Roberts uh, is the most recent one where you, where you are seeing some of the more popular value uh, managers taking uh, sizable positions uh, in that business. What's your view of, of the construction sector? Look, I'm, I guess I'm not surprised to see that, you know, value managers are, are hunting in the space. And, and again, it's because you're looking in a space where things have um, underperformed, you know, significantly or, or on, on the face of it have the attributes of looking the cheapest they've ever been or um, versus their own history or versus the market. Um, and where also expectations are low and, in fact, almost, you know, the sector's written off. Um, and I guess the platinum sector is probably also falling into that space to some extent. But if you, if you talk to the construction companies specifically, I think, you know, where value managers who truly are value managers have, have the almost the comfort or the ability to start investing in the space is that they have their, their investment thesis and approach allows them to look beyond just 12 months. Um, so in truth, you know, there's very little exciting in terms of what is um, what is almost bankable for construction company earnings in the next 12 months. But if you if you are able to look beyond, you know, the next two to three years, um, and if you have, you know, some sort of relatively um, benign, it doesn't even have to be extremely optimistic view of the kind of potential pipeline and um, an activity that is likely to come to resume within the within the building space. Um, you could you can't, you can't start making a case for um, the fact that there is absolutely value in, in selected um, construction companies, but again, it's not it's not something that is necessarily going to be uh, catalyzed in the near term, and that people are, it's going to become obvious. Often, of course, when these things start becoming very obvious, then uh, then these share prices react quite quickly, and you know, and then it, you know, all the investors are there. 
Um, but having said that, again, it's very much case by case. Um, and I think one is hoping that some of the um, errors that some of the construction companies um, really, you know, fell foul to in, in the last cycle are, are not repeated by these same businesses as they move into this next, you know, wave of, of where they are in their business cycle. Delphine Governor, they're the co-founder and chief investment officer of Perpetua Investment Managers, and that podcast is available on MoneyWeb.co today as well as on our MoneyWeb Talk and MoneyWeb Now apps. Property Insights brought to you by Redefine Properties. Redefine, we're not landlords, we're people. Well, news that petrochemical giant Sasol plans to consolidate its head offices in Gauteng, which currently span 17 buildings across Rosebank, Randburg, as well as Bryanston, into one giant 67,000 square meter building in Santon. Alchemy Properties and the Sasol Pension Fund will co-develop the building. Greg Sachs is chief executive of Alchemy Properties. Greg, this building, 67,000 square meters, how big is that? Have we seen a development this large uh, recently? Hi Hilton. Yeah, it's uh, look. It's it's very big. I think the most uh, comparable one at the moment that's just gone up is the new Standard Bank building in Rosebank, which I believe is about sixty thousand square meters. So it's it's along the same lines as that in terms of size. We haven't really seen the, the scale of of single head office go up for for a private sector company. I guess since uh, since Old Mutual and, and Sunlum built their head offices way back when. Yeah, it's, it, look, it's very exciting for us to be involved in, in something of this size, and uh, it is big. But there've been some there've been some big developments, not as big, but you've got Alexander Forbes, which went up uh, about a year ago, which is half the size. Mm-hmm. So, and some of the law firms are also, uh, with their growth trajectories, they're also pushing in terms of size. But this is is certainly a big one. Greg, uh, the site is uh, on Catherine Street in Sandton, slightly away from the the kind of traditional old Sandton CBD, which was kind of on the West Street side of, of Sandton. Lots of interest in, in this area? Well, yeah, that's right, Hilton. I mean, uh, you know, our, our belief has been that the, the new entrance to Sandton City and the development of the car train station will basically pull development closer to those those amenities. And when we when we looked at the area, we identified the Weirda Valley side of Catherine, Catherine Street as being undeveloped relative to the traditional areas. And because of its proximity to the Gauteng and Santon City, we really thought that this is where the development was going. And you've seen that that's been the case because you've seen if you if you move up Catherine Street, you can see the new Forbes building, the new Ernst & Young building going up, Weber Wenzel are developing at the top of Catherine Street. So really, it's it's become the new development node, and you don't have the infrastructure on that side of Catherine Street that you do in the rest of Santon. So I think uh, it's also much more economical to develop on this land than to bring down, you know, the larger, more expensive structures. Not just yourselves that are that are looking at that area. Uh, Growth Point also eyeing it with with keen interest. Yeah, Growth Point have got a big land holding. We are discussing with them the prospect of integrating our two land holdings to to look at a, a an office precinct type environment to really, you know, have a, a top grade office offering with great architecture and some lifestyle amenities. And you've also got other developers on either side of Catherine Street who've got large land banks, and uh, everyone's just waiting to, to try and secure strong tenants to get those developments away. Just in terms of green rating for this building, I'm guessing you're not going to get away with anything less than four or five star. 
Yeah, that's right. We're going for a five-star rating. Uh, obviously, you only get the rating once the Green Building Council gives it to you, but that's certainly our goal, and uh, we, you know, we're pursuing that. Greg, just to close off with the timelines, when, when is Sassol hopefully moving in? So they're targeting third quarter of 2016, and we've started already with demolitions, and, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of work ahead of us. Greg Sachs, the Chief Executive of Alchemy Properties. Property Insights was brought to you by Redefine Properties. Redefine. We're not landlords. We're people. Lift here. Close. Uh, six, please. Oh, what's happening? Hmm? Oh, a lift. It would have worked. I thought the building was falling down. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, they're stuck in the other lift. What? Yeah, yeah, you know, we send down food and stuff. I don't think we should tell the landlord. <laughs> I am the landlord. <laughs> Need better space? More space? Less space? Call Redefine Properties. Redefine. We're not landlords. We're people. Pat, we'll get to your question on our SMS line uh, tomorrow evening as the market update returns at 6 o'clock. It was a day where the JSE uh, ended up 1.8%, 41,815 points on the all share. That's an all, a fresh all-time record. We saw resources up strongly, gold shares, so financials and industrials also up strongly. The rand currently at 9.52.5 against the US dollar. This has been the SAFA market update with MoneyWeb full transcripts online at www.moneyweb.co.za. Back at 6 o'clock tomorrow, 6.30 now, and time for game plan.